Um, hello and welcome to episode 207 of the Coast to Coast Expanded Viewers podcast show for ears, eyes, and sometimes your mouth. Um, maybe your butt. I mean, if you're into that, I mean, I'm not going to judge you either way. These are my lovely co-hosts, Neff. <laughs> Hi. Kevin. Hello. I, I'm uh, I'm Gav. Uh, Chris is not here. I had a really funny bit where I fucked up words and made them not sound great, but I'm not redoing it now. Chris yeah. is babysitting. <clears throat> Chris is babysitting. Chris is babysitting. He's not available. So, um, mm-hmm. fucking talk, Kevin words put them into use all right i played some games this week i played a game called enshrouded with gav and lb it was fun we are almost through all of the content in the game we did like Mm -hmm. probably some of the highest level content yesterday i i think we're pretty much done with early access there's a little bit left to do but that's about it so there's tons of stuff to do because i don't have my best gear set yet god so yeah we're doing that um but yeah it's been really fun there's lots of stuff to build and find and do and Uh some of it you can do together some of it resets if other people don't do it it's interesting um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. been enjoying the game the the combat system is a little wonky i think there's some shit to work out room for improvement like there's room for improvement yeah like lock on system and then you can't dodge away correctly and it fucks up your controls and oh it's really weird ish. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah. It's not as smooth as Breath of the Wild is. I would. It, say. it clearly it clearly takes a lot of inspiration out of Breath of the Wild. Yes, like yes. a considerable amount of inspiration from Breath of the Wild, but. Mm-hmm. But and that mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that they have a full crafting system and like different crafting stations that get unlocked and things like that is fun and there's a lot to do and it's kind of the same story over and over again like you unlock a crafting station it unlocks items you make those items and then it unlocks another tier of crafting station you kind of rinse and repeat that formula over and over again so like every other survival game that we've played Yeah, uh, very much. It's it's but very much in that same sort of vein. There, yeah, there's lots of quests and lore items to pick up, and I haven't read a single one of anything, but they're there if you're into that kind of thing. And yeah, the the exploration is a little bit weird and wonky at times because there's like places on the map that have question marks, and you try to go to them, and then there's like an insurpassable wall there, and you're like, how do I get around this? And Sometimes you have to go up and down through tunnels on different level or different like um, floors of the world, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So some of that's a little weird, but there's yeah. a lot of verticality to the game, so it makes it yes. kind of wonky sometimes to traverse yeah. the world. 
Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you just pick, pull out your pickaxe and just, you know, build a path up through a mountain, and sometimes you have up to find some weird yeah. tunnel. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. What do you got? Do you like it, Gav? Um, I've been fine with it. Uh, the, definitely some wonkiness, as we said. Um, <clears throat> definitely some wonkiness associated with the game. Um, overall, it's been a fairly smooth experience, I would say. Um, yeah, for being early access. I don't think there is enough. This is the biggest complaint that I've told Ellie this as well. I don't believe there is enough risk reward associated with the game. It is very easy. There is no risk. You die, you just go back to a respawn point somewhere nearby. You drop some of the items out of your inventory, but nothing, none of the important ones, and then you get respawned back wherever it was your last respawn point was. As far as I can tell, there's no, like, there's no penalty for dying. Like Valheim, it would take half of your levels, half of your skill points away. Like, there's well, nothing you, like that. In you here. can be faced with a really shitty run back. Yeah, but that's that's something that's that's totally. You could get over a bad run back, like losing 20 hours worth of progress that you've made on skills is a different story. Which doesn't happen, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I feel like Valheim has a lot more risk associated with the game. I'd be happy to see where this ends up going, but I feel like when Valheim came out, Valheim was a more oh, excuse me challenging game. Um, even though Valheim has very much the same sort of like, oh, hey, you die and you go back to your respawn point. There was an element of danger associated with it where, oh, hey, if I die, I'm losing five points in my i'm losing half of my ability to run or swim that i just i spent 20 minutes leveling swimming you know yeah. i'm gonna lose half of that that sucks so i'm gonna be a little more careful and shrouded i just kind of run out and just kind of hold my shield up i absolutely mm -hmm. do and crash says like top story gav wants to be saltier when confronted with character deaths absolutely i do i absolutely want there to be a risk associated with my death because i if I have been t if I'm given the opportunity and I'm told, oh, hey, yeah, there's no penalty for dying. I will just mindlessly throw myself into the meat grinder until I wear down the enemies. That's it. I, I will just do I mean, that. you do that anyways. <laughs> I worse, even worse, much worse. Like Valheim, I played it fairly safe in this. I'm just I'm hucking myself off of every cliff I can find. I'm seeing, you know, oh, hey, what's what's my fall damage like at this? By the way, pro tip, fall damage, very high in that game. Um, Yeet! <laughs> so there, there, there's I don't feel like the game is giving me a challenge. Is my biggest concern. Yeah, I think when we got to monsters that were like 10 levels above us, it was challenging. Even then, it's not even that challenging. It's just. I don't generate enough damage output to kill them by myself. That's all. I mean, I can absolutely, but it just takes a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, they need to work on scaling and monster, like the level of monsters. I feel like we were five or ten levels above everything we were killing until, you know, one hour no. out of like 50 hours of gameplay. No, we were we were pretty... We were uh, on level 
for the most part. In fact, we were a little behind most of what we were fighting most of the time. Mm. We, um, we were never like vastly ahead of the enemy. Mm. Yeah. How's the quest? Um, th- that, that is its saving grace. Have when... they, have they fixed the thing though, where if you, if one no. person finished no. the quest that it's, yeah. Okay. See, that would piss me the fuck off. That's why I haven't. I think that's a minor part of the yet. game. I think it, to that's you, a minor part of the game. To you. Well, no, that's not even the minor part, but the, Kevin, that's, that's the whole point of the game is like doing the quests. Like the quests are what drive you through the storyline and they give you more progression. So to somebody that wants to experience a story rather than experience just the building, like Yumi and LB will be very content just having all the building stuff unlocked and getting to play around. I will probably be the most aggrieved out of the group. LB wants to build things. You want to provide things to LB to build, and you want things provided for you so that you can, you know, do your cooking and do your do your crafting and do your uh, farming. I want to purpose. I, I want to go out and kill things. And, you know, once we get to the end of the early access stuff, I'm going to be very bored because I, there's not going to be stuff to go out and kill at that point. We haven't done, like, any of the side quests, though. But you're saying that we haven't done those because someone nine times might out of not ten. get credit for it. Right. Well, and also nine times out of ten, those side quests are going to lead you just to some small, obscure location that maybe has a mine for a resource, or it's going to lead you to a shroud route, or it's going to lead you to an elixir well, or something small. It's not going to lead you to like some big, you know, tectonic shift in how the game plays. Or a boss, even. or even a boss, yeah. So it's going to be just me going out there and just going to be like, okay, fine, I guess I'm just going to go... I guess I'm just going to go grind my head into the sand and just grind materials for Elby. It's like, yeah, I'll go out and do that. I'll go out and get harder to find materials. But it's like when we get to the point of like, oh, yeah, I just need like 5,000 stone blocks. Why? Oh, I want to build an imposing edifice to challenge God himself. Why, Elby? Why? We don't question why Elby wants to build what Elby wants to build. We just support it. (laughs) Elby has a nice house in this game that he built. He's very, I, I, the, the house he's built is very nice. I'm going to disagree with that. A house that I'll be built. Yeah. Very open concept. He even made a bathroom for the toilet. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. There, it's a non-functioning toilet, thankfully. There's a lot of options <laughs> for building and lights and things like that. Um, and that's... Sorry, Kevin. Go ahead. There, no, it's I. I like the building stuff in this game. I think it's like it's well designed. That's what a lot of people have said. That Shrouded's big benefit point is that it is got a much more robust building system comparatively to the other sort of survival builders out there. Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you hear that a lot. And I don't disagree with it. It's got a very, it's got a very robust uh, building system. So uh, it's much more robust than Valheim or some of the other ones in the same sort of genre. With this game in particular, I feel like the stuff that's available to you is the same stuff that they use to like make the game. Like you, when you mm-hmm. build stuff, it's almost like you are 
the game developer, like building stuff in the world. Like it feels like that level of sophistication. The building tools are very similar to the ones that they would use to paint environments in. Right. Exactly. And even like when you have two blocks that like that are next to each other, they'll like form together. So it looks correct. And like things kind of snap together really well and easily. Mm -hmm. So that is that is cool. I don't disagree. I think I think they've done a fantastic job with it so far. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I agree the the level stuff and the questing is, you know, still the weakest point. My my thing with the questing is the thing that I had heard about that if you're all on a quest together and one person is on and finishes it, it prevents everybody it, it, else yes, from it, finishing it. So that it's specific quests that it, usually it's quests that require you to say like dig up a treasure chest. All right. So the thing is, those are usually side quests. And what happens with those quests is that in half an hour, if nobody is in the area, it will reset and you can come back and complete the quest. Yeah. And that happened to us once, honestly, out of all the quests we've done. Yeah. Well, it's happened a couple of times. I think it's a loot thing because yesterday there was like you loot a glider and then Gavril completed the quest. But as soon as LB and I got the glider, we then had completed the quest. So it like, it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. But certain, like in another situation, we dug up a quest, we dug up a chest and I looted it and I got credit for the quest, but Gav didn't. And then he had to come back later and loot the same Mm -hmm. chest. And then he got credit. But that was like the only one. That's not all the quests either. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, it's not all quests, but it's like we're we're very rapidly coming up to the end of the early access content. We're starting to find like Mm -hmm. walls. We're starting to find invisible walls. They're not even walls. Mm -hmm. It's just invisible zone that goes, "Hey, you can't go any farther because it's the end of early access. Go back, and it will kill you if you keep going. You shall not pass. (laughs) Either teleports or kills you if you go too far. I think it teleports you, but um, but. I mean, we got to this point after playing hours and hours a day every day, That's basically. Like, I, I, let me see where I'm at, because y'all played a little bit without me, and I played a little bit. We played a little bit without you, and Albie's been the constant there. You guys have um, played lots without me. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I have got 36 hours of playtime currently. Now, I'd say about yeah. four hours of that was solo play, so mm-hmm. probably about 32 hours of 30 to 32 hours of gameplay. Which is not bad for, what was it, a $40 early access title? I mean, to be fair, it's probably three times the amount of a normal game. No, not really. uh, Not every... (laughs) A lot of single-player games aren't 10-hour campaigns. They're not Call of Duty. (sighs) Call of Duty. Don't even get me started on that. Uh, So, yeah. That's... You know, and Vincent Minucci just bought the game, so you know Which means this that is you're about ready to stop playing. Right, exactly. It's about <laughs> time for us to stop playing. Yeah. So um, is that how that works? Oh, if this is absolute. This is how it works with Valheim, and how it worked with a couple of other yeah. third or fourth game. This has happened. Yep. I finally got to meet him. He's a fantastic gentleman. Um, but yes, this happened with Destiny 2. This happened with Valheim. This happened with something else I can't remember off the top of my head. 
Um, yeah, Kevin's done this. Diablo. <laughs> Kevin's done this a couple of times to poor Vince. <coughs> um, yeah. So, By the time Vince uh, gets around to getting the game, we've already moved on. Because Vince has a life unlike us. Yeah, pretty much. Vince has a bunch of shit he does with his free time that is not playing video games, unlike the rest of us. Yeah, like children, mostly. Yes, children, 100%. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so we've been playing, we played about 30 hours of that, give or take. I, I mean, I'm not upset with the time, with the game plan on it, so. It's been fun. It's been like, I've been like looking forward to playing when I'm not playing it. Well, that's good. And, I, yeah. I still think that Valheim scratches that itch better for me, but that's because I don't need structure. Right. I, I, I don't require structure. I can just go. You all have seen me play Icarus. I love playing. I love playing Icarus because the structure was very loose. It's like, okay. Here's your objective. Here's your time limit. Have at it. You don't need to go crazy. Yeah. Well, a lot of the game, I, a lot of Icarus I could complete with just the stuff I brought in from orbit. I didn't need to go mm-hmm. farm a bunch of materials or build a complicated base. It's just like, nah, drop survival shelter, gather water, gather food, gather oxygen. I'm good. Run. Yeah, I, I just feel like in general, we're getting to a point, though, where survival games are going to differentiate themselves by having a purpose and questing and oh, but they things already do. to do. They already do. They're, they're, it's like, that's the difference between the forest and, um, say, like, uh, Minecraft. There's no end purpose on Minecraft. It's play the game and have fun. Right. The forest has a clear end game. There is a story that you are trying to progress. So there already is this sort of extant... Uh, it's like we talked about this very heavily when Valheim was new, which was the the value of emergent gameplay. Yeah, uh, you know, so the sort of the free frame, free form role playing, or sort of just hey, this game doesn't tell me I need to be a DPS, so I'm just gonna go farm. I don't need to go damage enemies. I can just farm all day. Yes, right. Minecraft has an end game, LB, but God, fucking whatever. Um, you know what I mean. Um. Like the, the end game of it is babysitter mode. Not wrong. Um, but there's there's a sort of emergent gameplay. Like there there is an end there's an end of Minecraft per se. There is an end to Valheim as it currently exists. There's an end to Enshrouded as it currently exists. But the story in the 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 purpose that I'm moving through in Valheim. Is like, oh, I got to go kill more bosses just so I get access to more stuff. That's mm. all. Right. I'm not killing the bosses for some big story reason. The boss didn't like personally assault my family or something. You know, um, I'm not going in and doing it for any sort of personal reason that my character is a blank slate emergent character versus something where the character has a more defined story. It's like, uh, Entrouded. Your character is the Flameborn. Um, and you know your whole deal is ah, you were put to sleep a thousand years ago, a hundred years ago, or whatever. I just realized the entire start of the game is just like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's exactly Breath of the Wild. This game is 
this game draws very heavy inspiration from Breath of the Wild. This is the year of blatant ripoff games, folks. Um, <laughs> Pal World and Pokemon slash Ark and Enshrouded being Valheim meets Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I guarantee you that was also like the pitch. Breath of the Heim? I don't think we're going to do Breath whoa. of the Heim. Um, Why? What does Heim mean? <laughs> no, we're good. What, what um, did I, just, I need to go look that up now. <laughs> what no, did I just it's say? half of a woman's body part. Yep. <sighs> yep, that's where both. What? Breath of the Hymen. Um, that's where Kevin and I both went. Hymen. Okay. Kevin and I both went there. Um, it's okay. I did not. <laughs> you did not, clearly. Um, Moving on. But Moving so right I guarantee along. you, so at some point during the pitch meeting, somebody compared, somebody said, I want, I want Breath of the Wild and Valheim to make a baby. And that's what Entrapped you know what, is. Though, the, this, this feels like early Blizzard to me. It's like, here's two games that we love. Let's put them together and come up with something well, good. We'll, with we'll never be able to tell Valheim. because they canceled their survival game. Oh, too soon. <laughs> no, not soon enough. <laughs> too soon. We'll never be able to make that comparison because Blizzard canceled their survival game. You know what? Good. I don't want them to ruin the survival genre. <laughs> I actually would have been curious to see because... Overwatch was something special when it came out initially. If they could have added building mode into WoW, like basically that's one of the things you need to do. You do not want to add any sort of complexity to the code that is WoW. Okay, people talk about spaghetti code. It's it's bad. Like they've had an engine rebuild, but that's not going to solve every problem with legacy systems and weird shit. It's why random ass things break when they do well, patches. Constantly, oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have stories and quests, and then you could build things too, and build a house and things. That I get what you're saying. Yeah. Wanted. Player housing. Totally uh, you get people have been bitching about player housing for going on twenty years. It's twenty years this year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, Anywho, because Dark Age of Camelot was able to do it. Around the same time, Final Fantasy has player housing. EverQuest had it. EverQuest did as well, too. I was gone by that point. Oh, that reminds me that the new EverQuest style game is like, it's going to be ready, open for player testing in March. You don't have the time for it, Kevin. I know. That's, yeah, I know. Yeah, don't you love getting old? It's like, ah, oh, I don't have time for that shit. This is exactly what I wanted t- 10 years ago. Exactly. I would have loved it 20 mm-hmm. years ago, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I think, I think the yeah. I think that much like somebody at Pocket Pair sat down and said, let's merge survival games and Pokemon. And, then <laughs> and make like... an arc survival evolved. With and a just Pokemon like randomly skin. change the Pokemons to be slightly different than the actual Pokemon. But also guns. And guns. Guns and yes. slavery. I'm going to go guns. make my own Pokemon with hookers and blackjack. You know what? Forget the Pokemon. Um, <laughs> Vegas Classic Futurama, classic Futurama line. Um, I think that the same thing happened uh, with, uh, what is it, Keen Gaming? Or Keen... Uh, sat down and went, I want 
I want pictures of Spider-Man. No, I want pictures of Valheim. I want pictures of Breath of the Wild. Damn it. And then, like, you got Valheim. You got Valheim in my Breath of the Wild. You got Breath of the Wild in my I Valheim. Mean, I'll, hmm. I'll, I'll encourage developers to always take, you know, crib from what they like and make something better out of it. I mean, that's how Blizzard built their entire franchise. Is like, yeah, you're not wrong. You know, taking something that's already been out there. I mean, this is what Apple does. This Apple makes a living off this too. Oh, yeah. You know, let other people innovate and then they refine it and put out something. And then they get refined. in on, then they get in at a later time and then force you into their ecosystem and then make you and then make their legion of of mindless fans attack people for pointing out that something rightfully was done twenty years ago that Apple is attempting to do. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of the music I listen to is cribbed music for, you know, electronic music is basically cribbed music from other things and then building oh, yeah. upon it. So, oh, yeah. Ah, it's, yeah, it's, it's modern hip hop as well, too. The, the sample culture. Well, I, okay, not really modern because the modern, the sampling culture is definitely changed with a lot of the legal rulings that exist nowadays. It still exists, but it's not quite the Wild West it was 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, now you can just take like an entire song and make it the background for your hip hop track. And well, it used to be you could do that. Nowadays, you can't. Well, I guess they can do it if they obtain the licenses to. If they obtain licensing for it, but it used to be people just would like get it. They would just do it. It's just like, nah, I'm just gonna take the sample. I'm gonna take the sample and run. And now it's like, nah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, that shit does not fly. Yeah, copyright lawyers don't like that. All right. Anyway, um, I also played Heroes One of the cool Storm. cool trick that copyright lures hate him. Oh, I forgot to say that I also like got um, Call of Duty. Oh God, Kevin, please don't tell and me I about Call of Duty. playing some Call of Duty. Well, I'm I'm just getting like frustrated with Heroes of the Storm, like because I just play alone most of the time. <laughs> and then Call of Duty, I could at least like make progression and level up guns and stuff. And and I, um, I know I it's you. on sale again. The the one thing that I will say about my I only played this yesterday, but like there are a lot of there's a lot of verticality in maps for like mm-hmm. um uh multiplayer well, I maps. Like, like I feel like two, well I feel like two had a decent amount of verticality in the multiplayer maps. I mean sometimes if you can play, get up on probably, a building if, or go to a second floor but if it's... all you're doing is playing shipment and rust no there's no verticality kevin <laughs> yeah no well if rust i mean rust actually does have quite a yeah, bit of rust has, but... yeah shipment doesn't <laughs> if but all like, you're doing is playing shipment there or shoot house like one map i was on had like a big kind of ramp in the middle of it and there was different like buildings on different levels of the ramp so to speak so there was probably like three or four there's probably like three different floors of the world and you can be on like different floors and you know, like there's a building that's at one level and then you run up a a building to a second floor and that's like on the same level as that. They're just, they they've done more with the level design that makes it interesting. And there's like more places to hide and shoot people and stuff. And it's, it was interesting and a level called Greece too that was good that's like a lot of like back yeah, alleys it's basically an entire map of just back alleys which is weird and fun and you know, like go around corners and there's people like hiding on every corner so yeah i i thought it was they 
they've done a surprising amount of work on the level design and there's a lot of new guns to unlock so why not and there's a lunar new year event right now and you can get like dragon guns and stuff so why not i'll tell you why not because they got rid of dmz yes this is true but i don't know how long it'll hold my attention but for now it's fun ish i mean you you spend your 40 bucks the way you want well your 50 bucks the way you want to spend your 50 bucks okay exactly like at some point will i pick up diablo 4 probably uh after what season uh who fucking knows i i i hate all the fomo bullshit with the seasons i really hate the live service model for the fomo that it causes but yeah i hated that in d3 also so i you know fomo doesn't bother me i fomo absolutely does my lizard brain goes need well, you're missing a lot of stuff in Call of Duty Season 2 right now. I absolutely don't care about Call of Duty, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, choose how to spend your time wisely. Mm-hmm. And then you, you only get so much of it. FOMO. Remember, remember, Kevin, we're <laughs> there's there's over 100 years of age in this in this video call right now. We don't have all that much time in the world. We don't have an infinite amount of time in the world, there's, sir. There's so much Fortnite season stuff you're missing right now. Oh, that battle pass. Chris isn't here, so I felt like I had to put that in there for him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so play that. Watch some movies. Watch some TV shows. Um, we are going through Below Decks Australia. Australia? We're on season one, one of Below Decks Australia. Um, yeah, we, we, I like that captain, that captain, everyone thinks the captain's hot. I guess that's the thing about this captain is everyone's always making comments about how hot the captain is. I, I just like the captain because I like his personality. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I find him funny. <laughs> I can't take Aisha's voice. She talks to everyone like they're a child. Like, oh, do you want a muffin? Oh, it's so nice. Like, oh my god. Like that is actually an Australian thing that I have recognized that they have that tone. That's like their retail tone, I think. I mean, that's her tone. Like, I don't know if others maybe it is. Maybe you go into a target over I don't know if they have target or not. <laughs> it's, it's funny oh. that you mentioned that they actually do have target, but it's not target like we know it welcome to australian target (laughs) it's not the target that we know and love or hate i hate target fucking target can go to hell target terminated me during the middle of the pandemic because i burnt out but that's beside the point anyway uh also watched um oh we started watching the bachelor because the bachelor is from pennsylvania but um, Mandy and I oh. had a fight over paying for ads versus not paying for ads. And yeah, she it's wants fine. to you, not watch the show anymore and cancel Hulu. You, you survived. You survived how many years before the advent of streaming watching ads? Why do you like all of a sudden sound different? I don't know. You do. You sound very like, like robotic. Yeah. Like it's almost unplug echo- your mic oddly echoey or something. It was it was this guy. He oh, got yeah. loosened a little bit. Oh. 
you spent 30 some odd years <laughs> watching TV with ads before the advent of streaming, and now you're I upset. I know. Why? She, you're she got fine. Like, she got a deal where she got like a dollar a month, and she was like, oh, we'll just get it because it's a dollar a month. It's cheap. And then I was like, I really don't want to watch ads. And then we upgraded, and then she couldn't go back to the promotional pricing. And then she got really upset. I have Disney Plus is the only thing I have that has no ads because I have a grandfathered plan with them. That's actually everything sweet. else. Is, everything else is ads now. Everything else well, has ads. And I'm like, uh, I don't actually, like it, but I'm dealing with it. The, the thing that is fucked up is um, Amazon Prime didn't have ads. <laughs> wants and now more money now? <laughs> well, more money now it's like, fuck ads. you, you're getting ads. So like, yeah. Unless yeah. you pay like $2.99 a month or something right. like that. And oh, is then, it $2.99 a month for you guys too? It's something like that. I think it's yeah. so they're not they're not changing it based on currency that because it's $2.99 for me as well. Lucky you. So the other one was HBO Max, which is now Max, the one to watch for HBO. And that's adding ads too now. And it's just gonna be like, fuck you, yep. there's gonna be ads in it. Well, dude, we knew this was going to happen once they destroyed the cable land landscape. Once the streamers that cutting the cord destroyed the cable landscape, this was going to be the end game. Yeah, Th this was going to be the end game and that they would have you would have a small number. <laughs> we've uh, reinvented cable TV. We've reinvented yes, cable basically. TV. We have a small number of providers that are swallowing each up, each other up. Mm -hmm. And we have you, you, HBO Discovery Max, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You got Netflix, you got Amazon, you got Peacock, uh, Crunchyroll, Paramount which oh, and then the Funimation thing. I'm going to mention the Funimation thing in a minute, but then you got Funimation and Crunchyroll and everything else going on. Um, yeah, Spawn yeah. had a bit of a rant about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a big one. Um, and like uh, and Crash, uh, I pay for YouTube Premium. I pay for YouTube oh, Premium I do too. because that is the one thing I will not fucking deal with ads on. I will live with ads on every other platform. It's doesn't it completely change your experience of using YouTube when you oh, yes, hit it absolutely premium? Does. Oh, it, 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 <laughs> no. just putting everything on background and listening to a podcast while I'm while I'm doing something else. Like, oh, hey, this podcast isn't out on podcast formats anymore, but the, an old video of it still exists. Fine, I'll fucking play the video in the background and close my screen and listen to it in the background. I I probably have twenty hours a week just on YouTube Plus or. I mean, YouTube premium. my problem is I love the music. YouTube music is also a big thing for me, yeah. but I love, I hate to say this. I've grown to love Spotify because I had a three month trial of Spotify. I grew to love their, the way that their playlist and their discovery is discovery. set up. Yeah. YouTube's playlist and discovery is dog shit. Not nearly. As good. It will take me on the wildest journey. <laughs> one that you don't want to be on <laughs> like uh, Mr. you Toad's absolutely Wild don't want to be on but yeah it's like it sucks but it's like yeah okay i have it it's free it's better than amazon music where you know there's two tiers of amazon music there's unlimited and unlimited prime if you weren't aware uh, of that there's two no, tiers of amazon music no, you, YouTube music is shittier than Spotify, but it is free if you have, mm -hmm. like, YouTube premium. So it's just, yeah. why not? Uh, Spotify also has a, a deeper well to draw from. Like, so, I, will f I found a lot more obscure punk acts and things 
that I was looking for on Spotify than I did on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. I might be able to find like some bootleg recording from a, from a live, from a, from a basement show that they did or something, but I'm not going to find a good, you know, audio, a good quality audio file. I think that's their whole gimmick though. It's like, Oh, it's like, you can't find the music you're listening to. Well, someone probably uploaded it to YouTube. So go find the video. Mm -hmm. You know, which is kind of shitty because, like, I agree that there's not a the breadth of catalog isn't there. Yeah. But yeah, there's always YouTube. And Neth, if you if you don't have YouTube Premium, you don't know what you're missing <laughs> because it's if it, Neth doesn't. But the thing is, if Neth, totally, if, if you don't watch a lot of changes, YouTube, your if you don't experience. watch a lot of YouTube, it doesn't matter to you. I watch a ton of YouTube because I also. It's really important for me because I also use YouTube and work a lot. Um, I Google, I will check YouTube videos for like, how do I do this one specific thing? Right. It's just like YouTube is GitHub for blue collar workers. Okay. Dude. I'm not even kidding. I YouTube mean, is GitHub for blue collar. Any type of house shit or even any food shit. I go to YouTube first. I'm like, I'm watching a video like, especially food it's like i'm gonna watch a video from someone from you know that country who knows how to cook that type of food and they're gonna teach me how to make you know pad thai like correctly mm -hmm. and it's, it's like um it's amazing do you want to diagnose a problem with a car i'll yeah. fucking google it and the guy's gonna tell me how to diagnose the issue and how to replace the part i don't i might have no. to listen to 20 minutes of jim bob talking with his neighbor billy billy ray about something but i'm gonna get the information i need to fix the car or find the part i'm trying to replace um yeah, and you and you can click through three or four videos that look like they might be correct and not have to sit through 30 seconds of ads for each one of them Exactly. And that's the big thing. It's like, oh, yeah, they've got mid roll. Like the creator put a beginning, a mid roll and an end roll on a four minute video explaining how to remove find this one bolt on a on an engine bay. And it's like there's like six minutes of ads on it. I'm like, no, I, I periodically I will Google. I will put something on YouTube. I'll go to YouTube on my desktop, to look for something. And it's like, why the fuck are there ads? Why is there a pre roll? At oh, wait, I'm on the wrong. I'm on the wrong Chrome account. <laughs> yeah. I I put YouTube videos on to like go to bed or take a nap and just like let things play and you know that happens all the time and there's like anything that you're into there's you know 50 creators making pretty high quality stuff about it on YouTube so like right now we're into like fragrances and there's tons of fragrance like reviewers and like people doing stuff on there uh, Neff dinks dinks with disposable income right 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 mm -hmm. yeah i'm like i i love like getting into things like that and like diving deep and like finding like, like niche creators and houses of like different things okay like hold on no, I, I still need to back up how are you into fragrances i'm gonna need more of an explanation like right y'all are running around probably... collecting colognes or like what do you I... mean yeah yeah we <laughs> We've been on multiple, several multi-hour trips to just, like, smell things and, like, really getting into niche What in the white like internet are you talking about? Yeah. The whitest part of the internet are we talking about right now? No, there's actually, like, lots of different people of different races and ethnicities doing fragrance reviews. 
LB, LB, totally. not what you say. <laughs> to, to, totally. I need to, to turn the fan on. I'll be right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Kevin, I'm sorry to shit on your uh, shit on your hobby. So get, continue. Tell me more about it. Tell me more about it. I'm this, not. So. It's it's fragrances. I'm I'm not sorry. <laughs> like what? I mean, how is fragrances a hobby? A hobby is like I took up crocheting. Well, there's, there's people who I have like collections <laughs> of hundreds of fragrances, like multi hundred dollar bottle fragrances. Yeah, they're definitely uh, people that have more money. I think. Then common sense, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then hey, you become hey, you a know reviewer, what? and people just send you shit for free. Yep, that's that's how you do it. That's how mayonnaise you do it. Mayonnaise-based marshmallow. What the fuck is a mayonnaise-based marshmallow dessert? He's making a I'm joke. A, I... He's making a joke. He's making a joke. Death. <laughs> it's a joke about those are things white people enjoy. Mayonnaise-based white uh, marshmallow desserts. Because yeah. mayo is something associated with white people and marshmallows are also something that white people put on everything for no reason. Why would you put marshmallows on your sweet potatoes? Why? What because do yams and marshmallows have to do with each other? That's an American thing. Can I you know. don't do that shit. <laughs> I've seen videos do stupid things too. We, oh yeah, we do. The but funny, not the funny thing is, put, is that the scent that Mandy ended up buying does have a marshmallow uh, note in it. God damn it, Kevin. <laughs> What scent did Mandy end up buying? I'm going to regret it's, asking this, but... Um, the smell of Los Angeles burning circa 1994. <laughs> I'll read it's you the notes. I'll read you the notes. I just want the name of it! Just give me the fucking name! No, I'm name. not going to tell you the fucking name because you're going to be like, oh my god, that's expensive. You're going to Google it because she's going to Google like, it. She spent so much... Cost. She spent that much money on that? Like, oh my you, god. You all have... You, hey, hey, Kevin. It's hey, your money notes. and you can do with you as you please, okay? Tell me the notes. Um, marshmallow. Orange. Bergamot. Grapefruit. Raspberry. Orange blossoms. I'm going to find that scent now. I'm not allowed to have grapefruit. I'm she doesn't care how it smells. She doesn't, she's not thinking about how it smells. She's thinking no, about she, how much it costs. Yes, she absolutely is. This is Neth you're talking about. I, Kevin, you all can spend your money however the fuck you want to spend your money. You could also just give me like So she got Oriana. You you all could just give me fifteen thousand yes. dollars and you know piss that money away the same way, but you know what you do you 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 do you buddy. You, she you. also found a good deal on it and saved hundreds of dollars off the price of it. So I like how he's just like he saved hundreds of dollars. Well, it's because it, it, it's because it took me exactly five seconds to find the perfume. I get it. So. It's it's we're not gonna air their dirty laundry and be dicks no, about this. I, but I'm also. I, literally just wanted to look it up because uh, okay so my thing <laughs> i'm not big on fragrances because i get migraines and certain things in fragrances trigger my migraines like if you put a musk note in a in a fragrance i'm gonna go vomit within 10 seconds because i get blinding migraines from musk so i can't go and do scent things like you guys are doing also it's a weird hobby but the bottles that some of the fancier perfumes come in, the bottles are fucking gorgeous. So that's what I wanted to see was like, oh, what's the bottle look like? And <laughs> I'm some of the bottles are super pretty. 
Yeah. <laughs> Crash. We saved hundreds by spending how much, sir? How much? We saved hundreds <laughs> on car insurance by switching to Geico. Oh, God help us all. No, uh, I, I think it's absolutely god-awful silly that that is what you all have chosen to do, but you all... But you do you. You're, you all are professionals, and you all... For some she... godforsaken reason, have chosen to live in California where things are expensive as hell. So you do you. Yeah. When she's like, where do you want to, where else would you want to live? That's what I got. Anywhere yeah. else that's not live. California or New York. Canada, we have healthcare. <laughs> Texas, our cost of living is ridiculously low comparatively. <laughs> yeah, but you guys can't leave the house for several months, and we had a week where it rained. We're fine. We're fine leaving the house. Kevin, you I can't leave the leave house, the house for several months. What? He's talking about summer. It's oh. fine in the summer, Kevin. And pro tip, everywhere burned last year. So everywhere was hot last year. Alan. You all got away with it on the West Coast and the East Coast, the extreme parts of the East Coast got away with it. Everywhere else fucked off and got screwed over. <laughs> So yeah. when I say East Coast, I mean like East East Gulf, the eastern side of the Gulf, mm. avoided most of it. Uh, but like everybody else in the U.S. Fu got fucked off completely. So yeah, if you all want to like fucking, if you don't mind, you know, planning your shit around, you know, oh hey, going out a little bit later at night, and you also get used to the heat as time goes on. Just like you get used yeah. to the cold as time goes on. That I've heard. Yeah, both you, it, it, both of them you will acclimate to as time goes on. Um, but I just don't like shoveling snow and all that other stuff. You would never shovel snow in Texas. In mm. Houston, at least, you never shovel snow. <laughs> I mean... Um, I beg to differ, sir. Uh, that was an ice storm, sir. <laughs> I, I mean, we have these wonderful things called snowblowers. Well, it's like a you... lawnmower for snow, and it just throws it for you you also forget that mandy like was visiting the week that we had that historic ice storm that like mm -hmm. knocked out the fucking state that oh yeah because like, you the were one in, time she was still at that point yeah that was like the one <laughs> time she visited yeah. she was like no -uh, fuck this that's okay that's like fucking going into the middle of that's like going to bc that's like going to victoria in the middle of the wildfires okay and saying <laughs> oh well bc is always on fire so fuck this noise <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah i mean that happened that's like it's that's going to australia in the middle works. of the brush it's like going to australia <laughs> in the middle of the brush fires and be like well australia is a is a hellscape of flame and poisonous animals Fuck this noise. It's a hellscape of poisonous ales, but not a flame all the time. Yeah. Fuck you, Crash. Um. Anyway, where were we? Um, um, having a conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the conversation part confuses him. Cav, you got to remember that. I know. <laughs> it's, it's like, what? Huh? <laughs> I was like rewinding topics to see if I wanted to revisit any um, of those. You were just talking about below decks and Call of Duty, and we kind of it ended went, up there. It went out from there. Um, yep. I did. I did also watch a movie called Lift, starring Kevin Hart. That's on Netflix now, which is like an hour and a half heist movie, which I didn't think was that bad. I thought it was pretty good. 
Neff hates Kevin Hart, so I hate. But, I don't um, hate Kevin Hart. Neff I don't. absolutely hates Kevin Hart. She has Kev- an irrational <laughs> hatred for people the under <laughs> under under six foot. She's an irrational men, hatred for people men under six, six foot. <laughs> I don't. I I I don't mind him when he's playing a sidekick, but they're trying to make him into an action hero, and Kevin Hart is not a leading man action hero. I'm sorry. You want to know what's funny, though? In the end, he's driving a Porsche and he's he's like they have giant racing seats in this Porsche and he looks like a midget driving. <laughs> it's he like looks dude, so tiny. That word. You don't we don't really use oh, that sorry. word much anymore. He my looks guy. like he a looks little person. So tiny. He, he looks like a child. He looks like a child. He does look like a child like. Driving. He looks like it's he looks like he car, got into da- it's like he got into well, daddy's car you, and was like, look, I can do it too. Have you ever considered that the whole thing maybe a tongue-in-cheek joke about you know making Kevin Hart a leading man, Neff? No, no, I it's it no, it's legitimately trying to make him a, le- a, a, a yeah. He's like literally the mastermind. I, I, I don't want to watch this movie. But I may have to just to see if I can put a different set of you know eyes what? on this. I've watched like, and worse. And the thing is, Spawn and I like heist movies, which is why we watched it because we were like, "Oh, it's a heist movie. We'll enjoy this. It's just mindless." And yeah. like, I was like, uh, and and Spawn was just like, "That was bad." Heat, <laughs> catch me if you can. What's the other one I'm thinking of? Oh shit! What's the other one I'm thinking? Of? What's the one with the magicians? I like the one with the magicians. That was um, catch me if now you see me. me if now you, now see, you me. see me. I like that one. I enjoyed which, that one. Um, and then there was Tower Heist, which came out at the beginning of the pandemic. Hey, unfortunately, I think it was Tower Heist. I think it was Tower Heist. Yeah, it was Tower. I don't know what that one is. That was Ben Stiller and a bunch of other, a bunch of like other like A and B list actors. Okay. Tower Heist can't be what you're thinking of because it came out in 2011, which is way before the pandemic. Okay, there's another one I'm thinking <laughs> of that was beginning of the pandemic. There's another there was another heist movie that came out at the beginning of the pandemic, I think, then. Um oh shit. No, I I forget the name of it. I want to post this in hosts so that Gab can see. Army of the Dead came out in 2021. That was Zombie heist movie. Never heard of that one either. Uh, it did not go well. Um, they had um, uh, they had to digitally replace one of the actresses because she said something or did something. I don't remember. Uh, they had to replace what? it with Tig Notaro. They had to replace one of the actresses with Tig Notaro. I think it was Tig Notaro. Um, like comedian. Had... Yeah, Tig Notaro is also an actress, actor. Uh. Yeah, but I, I associate her with her comedy, but yes, she does also do acting. You're right. Yep. Yeah, Tig Notara was added into the film through CV, CGI after replacing Christy Alia. Because why? Um, him. It was, uh, sorry, the Tig Notaro, uh, sexual misconduct allegations. Oh. Wow. Uh, Notaro shot her scenes at in September before the movie, uh, less than a year before the movie came out, in 14 days on a green screen. 14 wow. days, wow. 
What was the movie? Oh, called? okay. So he was accused of sexual harassment, grooming, and solicitation of nude photos by multiple underage girls. Yep. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, Army of the Dead was the movie, Kevin. Oh. I think I watched that one. Uh, I heard it wasn't bad. I just never saw it. Like, I, I don't hate Dave Bautista, but I don't like him either. I actually like Dave Bautista in movies now. He's he's an interesting guy. There's just something about him that just kind of like rose me the absolute wrong way. Really? I, I don't like know why. Him. I don't know why. There's just He's something likeable. about him that rubs me the wrong way. Also, can I just say I find it adorable that he wants to do a rom com. <laughs> I, I I think it's delightful. I th I think it's delightful, and I I encourage the man to broaden his acting career as much as he wants. <laughs> so I think everybody deserves a chance to you know do something interesting with their life. I'm still trying to figure out what movie you're thinking of that I don't would be know. like I Tower Heist, but I not Tower Heist. I absolutely don't know. I absolutely don't know. I may have just like. The funny thing is, shit. is now that I'm thinking about it, I remember seeing trailers about a heist movie around I, that time. I do. Is this, is this is this a confirmation bias issue that I've given you is the problem? Have I, no, given no. You, have I primed you for this and you are taking the suggestion? That's the problem. Are you talking about that series on Netflix about the heist in it Spain? It might have been a it might have been a money heist. No, I don't think. Maybe I don't fucking know. But the question is, Neth, have I have I given you a suggestion and primed you on it? Yeah, he absolutely does look like a child in that, Kevin. Um, <laughs> um, so let's 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 move on. Let's continue on with talking about some of the some of the stuff the rest of us have done since we are like an hour into this recording. Anyway, at this, point. I, I've watched um, worst hour and a half long movies. I I won't disagree with you. I've watched some absolute stinkers. One of the one of the best movies that I watched that was an hour and a half long was called Paycheck with Ben Affleck. Did you ever see that? Uh, no, I heard about it though. Where he um, like reverse engineers something. Um, best hour and a half long movie I've ever watched was actually another Ben Affleck movie. What was it? Jiggly. Jiggly. An asshole. Wow. <laughs> Two thousand called. They want their joke back, Gav. Jesus. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? Um. Hey, I'll talk about what I've done in the last couple oh. of weeks. I, there was one other thing. It, it's a longer. Shoot, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. We started watching Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And we got through the first two movies. First movie, not bad. Second movie, horrible. And we didn't even watch. Oh, you don't movie. like Mads Mikkelsen? No, it's just the whole story and the exposition. And like, they try to just like exposition dump an entire movie on you in 10 minutes. And it's just like, you, I don't you, know what the fuck's going on here. You don't like Mad Mickelson or supporting a turf? God, Kevin, come on, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, you know what? I'm not going to dig into it too deeply, but fuck <laughs> Joe Rowling. Fuck Joe Rowling. Completely. Yep. Fuck her. Joe Rowling. Her name is Joe. Joanna or Joan. I don't remember what her actual first Joanna. name is. Joanna. Joanna Rowling. Fuck her. Hmm. Uh, there was a reason Hogwarts Legacy caused a big stir when it came out amongst streamers, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, we looked into it. 
Mandy actually yeah. didn't hear about any of that stuff. So she, oh wow, she we were like googling it so she could educate herself on yeah, that's, what that's a terrible fair. human that person is. Yeah, fuck Joe Rowling, Rowling. Um, and she made a bunch of money off those movies too. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Johnny Depp. I don't give a flying fuck about that whole thing. I I don't care. I actually don't mind Mads Mikkelsen. The man is strange and friends with Hideo Kojima. It's very weird. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think he was even in the first two movies. Uh no, Mads Mikkelsen replaces um Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp in the yeah. last movie, in the second movie. Oh really? Yeah, he yes. takes he takes over the Grindelwald character because, because they because the whole thing with Amber Heard and then Warner Brothers fired him and because they were like, well, you're being canceled because blah, blah, blah Amber Heard. And then, oh, look, <laughs> all that complicated hmm. bullshit that the studio doesn't want to deal with. So they recast the role of, and put Mads Mikkelsen in it. Mads yep. Mikkelsen is a fantastic villain. Yes, the man is fucking weird. The man is supremely strange, almost as weird as the oh god, who am I thinking of? Um, there's like a couple of brothers that are really strange, not the Hemsworths, they're really strange, also, but give me something oh. they've been in, uh, uh Pennywise. Um, oh, oh, um, the Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Skarsgård brothers are weird, too. They're all fucking weird as well. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, as LB says, Mads Mikkelsen is really good at playing villains. He absolutely is. He has got this weird sort of Werner Herzog kind of sort of oddness to him. Yeah, that just translates really well to playing someone. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it has something to do with where they're from? Quite possibly. You know, when you well, only get sun for two what, hours a what? day. Because well, Mikkel, Mickelson is Danish and the Skarsgårds are Swedish, so it's all kind of well, that. The Danes, the Danes are basically the Danes are basically on the coast. They're not like it's not really weird. Not too weird. The the Swedes, yes, the Swedes are absolutely weirdos, but they also, you know, their their national language is bork 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 bork. <laughs> Swedes are coming for you again. It's been years. I'm coming for you again. Um, You're speaking bloodshot, are you? Hmm? The Vin Diesel movie, the heist movie. That might be what I'm thinking of, maybe. Oh my it was God. early in the pandemic. It was 2020, 2021. That wasn't even, a, that wasn't even a heist movie. That was not even a heist no, movie. No, no. That was but, a superhero movie. But but also it was kind of a heist movie, too. So it was bad. That's what I remember about that. Is it, was bad. <laughs> it was. It was, it was bad. real bad. It's like, it was, oh, yeah. Let's take a okay, B-list okay, comic but, series but from a B-list was, publisher. It, it's when it's when corny bad turns into you have to watch it because it becomes enjoyable because it's just that bad. <laughs> Fucking I I actually liked the Bloodshot comics. I read a lot of Bloodshot comics when they were new. That was Valiant slash Acclaim. Who published those comics back in the day, back when Acclaim, for some godforsaken reason, bought a comics publishing where uh, comics publishing publisher and then went under 
a while later. Y'all remember a claim? Mm-mm. Oh, they played. They did a lot of video games back in the days. Uh, they did a lot of licensed like X Men superhero kind of video games back in the day on the NES yeah. and uh, and Genesis. Uh, they did the really amazingly well done Wolverine game on the Genesis, and they also did X Men Arcade's Revenge, I believe, which uh, and uh, just an absolute ton of other games as well. Um, they were a big company for a while, and then they kind of did some stupid stuff because of excesses in the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, so what I've been up to the last couple of weeks, um, <laughs> I've been playing Stellaris a little bit because the Toxoids and Aquatic Species packs finally went on more than $2 off sale. So I went ahead and bought those. So I now own all the DLCs, uh, finally, um, until they release the next one. And I probably won't buy it, but we'll see. Um, I'm playing some Solaris. I'm still slowly replaying through Monster Hunter World on a fresh file. Um, fresh file, no cheat abilities, no cheat armor sets, no anything. Just mm. kind of playing through the game as I played through it back in the day. Um, playing Stormgate, which I backed on, um, on Kickstarter, and it is currently on a NextFest demo. So I can talk all about that until the 12th, and then on the 12th, I'm not allowed to talk about it anymore, because you sign an NDA. For what? Stormgate, you're on an NDA. Stormgate, it's an RTS from Frost Giant. It's uh, Frost Giant's first game, Kevin. Okay. Uh, Former Blizzard developers. I was just gonna uh, say, is it frustrating? The one, one of the ones that came out of Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's Starcraft. from a bunch of, from the StarCraft and Warcraft three um, veterans are working on that. So yeah, cool. uh, I've been very excited about it. Um, I've had a little bit of chance to play it. It's still not quite as polished as I would like it to be. Um, there's a lot of issues related to it, um, but it is a early beta, so. It, it, it's a it's in a beta state right now. I'm not surprised. So I can't wait to see how this continues to develop. We'll see. I backed it and I bought the game for 60 bucks, basically. So we'll see. Um, like co-op is there's a co-op mode that is one of the core gameplay modes for it. And so I'm all here for that. Um, a 3v1 co-op mission. Um. Mission mode is one of their core gameplays. Um, I'm going to try to do some multiplayer, but I am I'm getting old and I'm not quite as good as these games as I ever was back in the past. So probably not going to go well. Uh, Fuck you, you're getting old. (laughs) Yep, Baldur's Gate 3. um, It's not 100% feature complete. It is playable and they are still working on balance at the moment. Um, the single player campaign is non-existent yet, but the multiplayer is playable, uh, with two of the three races. Uh, co-op is also available at the moment, I believe, with, again, two of the three races that'll be present at the end game, uh, once, uh, during, at, at launch. Um, but ranked and casual, uh, multiplayer are available, and, yeah. 
I've been playing through Baldur's Gate again slowly, kind of gone back to my first playthrough, which is a wizard. Uh, kind of going towards end game on that, kind of moving towards the end of it. Uh, working on a couple of other runs that I've started. We'll see how those go. Um, yeah. Uh, playing against the storm still, which I still will recommend to every person who ever asks. It's the uh, one where you're cutting city down. Builder. Yeah. City builder. Yeah. Uh, I will absolutely recommend that to anybody that likes city builders or sort of like Frostpunk or Ixion or anything that's got those with that maybe enjoys a little bit of a roguelike element roguelite or roguelike element to it um strongly recommend i love this game i is i put so many hours into it i am absolutely in love with it um i am not good at it i'm not as good at it as i want to be um i will say it's not something that i enjoy playing but it's something i enjoy watching you play i need to get better at narrowing my focus and moving to completing the maps faster yeah and uh, that's the big thing um, and Entrouded, as we talked about earlier. Uh, just played a bunch of Entrouded with Kevin and LB. Um, oh, also, uh, I did forget one thing. I am experimenting with Valheim Mod Pack. There are three that I'm kind of judging, jumping around through to try to see if any of them would be of longer-term interest to anybody. Um, at least one of them is interesting, but the biggest pro they add a lot of enemy types. They add a lot of uh, more content to the game. Uh, the big problem is one of the ones that I think I like the most has an MMO based leveling system. So it's got XP and all that kind of stuff. There's like levels and XP and shit. And I'm not really like, eh, no, no, thank you. I'm fine. Thank you. No. Um, <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> but some of the other stuff seems very interesting. So I'm still kind of I'm still kind of gently exploring those and seeing, you know, what comes of it. Oh, I, have a, I have a question for you. Shoot. Tying into your last two weeks. Sure. What, what's your streak for Duolingo right now? Because uh, you and I both started just before the new year. Oh, you've been, doing, you've been doing it for a solid year. Okay, I didn't realize uh, that you... Let me see where my streak's currently at. Um, not quite. My... Sh uh, 362. Nice. Yeah, so I'm and almost you're, two years. You're straight. taking Spanish. I'm working Spanish. on Spanish. Um, I'm also having to work on Spanish on the side too, separately, because this is España, not 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 the Spanish that I would speak here in the U.S. Yeah. So, we're not the Spanish that you would even speak in in Canada. I wouldn't speak Spanish. Net, there's a lot of there's a lot of Central American and 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 Mexican immigrants in Canada. Not in our area. Not in Halifax, no, because they're wise enough to stay away from Halifax and Nova Scotia. That whole hellscape of frozen ice and water. I am on day 53 for my streak. Good. What are you learning? Uh, Arabic. Okay, that's good. That's a good. I, that makes sense for Canada. Yep. That makes, that makes a lot of sense for Canada. Uh, it's like, you know, learning Farsi or... Um, Turkish or Arabic in Michigan. Mm. Arabic is more helpful than French in Canada. Absolutely would be yes, because yes. French and Quebecois <laughs> are two different languages anyways. Yeah. Okay. So not, not just that, but so there's, 
There's French that they speak in France. There's Quebecois, which is the French that they speak in Quebec. And there's Acadian, which is the French that they speak in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. And don't they even are started- three entirely different wow. languages. And don't even get started on the Patois. Because you have Patois up there as well, too. Uh, yeah, you have. And then you have Métis French out in the prairies. Mm-hmm. You, like, yeah, the. There's not just it's not just French. (laughs) So one of the things is that, Kevin, Nova Scotia actually has a fairly sizable uh, Arabic speaking population. A lot of Canada has a very sizable Arabic, Arabic, Turkish um, sort of Middle Eastern languages are spoken pretty widely in parts of Canada. So it makes sense to study something like Farsi or um, Farsi, especially actually, because there was a lot of Afghani uh, Afghani refugees uh, that mm-hmm. ended up in Canada during the War on Terror. Um, so yep. Farsi is actually a very useful language to have out there as well, too. Um, I just yeah. i i find it. I've always like I like listening to people speak Arabic, like cause mm-hmm. you, you hear it a lot on like taking the bus and stuff like that. And I'm always like, it sounds really neat. I want. It. I'm like, so I was well, like, it's like, do you personally know anybody that speaks Arabic? Couple people, couple yeah, of my coworkers. Well, I, uh, outside, well, outside of just like a coworker relationship kind of thing, not really. Um, no, I do. Okay, well then I will. Yeah. I will tell you what everybody else will tell you. Also, the most important thing to do is practice with them. Do yeah, not I'm, use just the Duolingo. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm I'm still at the learning the alphabet and how words and learning how they're are learning structured how they're yeah. because they they well, they fall then, under the we read left to right and so sentences are structured so differently. Right to, left. right to left. Sorry, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, dyslexia. <laughs> yeah, at least it's not vertically like uh like a lot of the uh, Asiatic languages are set up. I, that's I. I right that's to left one and that I, vertically. Jap- Japanese is on my list of what I want of another one I want to learn too. Uh, so, yeah, but um, so no, e- even at the stage that you're at, Neth, you need to go mm. and to to talk with your friend because you want to because Duolingo uses a lot of AI. Yeah. in their shit so the pronunciations are going to be a very narrow selection of pronunciations and enunciations yeah. duolingo can't tell you oh hey this word right here has a glottal stop glottal stop is not easy yeah. for westerners to do we do <laughs> yeah. a lot of glottal stop but frictive like frictive clicks and glottal stops and things like that are things that we don't think they about. don't come so naturally to us yeah they don't come as natural so you need to be able to sit there and talk with somebody and be like hey how do i do this it's just like oh yeah it's a, in the back of your throat it's just it's it's a click in the back of your throat with your tongue it's like you're pushing your tongue back to the back of your throat and that creates that click sound yeah. with a frictive or with a glottal stop that is so useful when you are learning even the alphabet and how the words are structured, because when you have somebody there that can actually communicate the language to you in a natural way, that is so important because they will tell you, you, you can learn, you can learn a language all you want through Babel or Rosetta stone or Duolingo. It is you can't replace that. That does not replace immersion. Actual, yeah, actual talking with somebody. Yep. Yeah. So if you have friends that you know would be happy to do that with you, it's just like, hey, you want to get together for an hour, and can you talk to me about your language? I want to learn more about your language. 
because it's it's interesting to me and I want to be able to communicate more effectively with people. Yep. I, and, and Kevin, it'd be the same thing as if she was learning Chinese Mandarin, like or learning Cantonese or Mandarin Well, Mandarin specifically. But I think, wait, Mandarin's the more common one. They're globally useful languages. Yeah, it's 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 useful, um, especially when you consider that China is still, you know, China is a very outsizedly represented part of the market in the world. Uh, and the Arabic world, uh, the Arabic speaking world is an area of the world that we kind of bombed back to the stone age and kind of done some bad things with, and we've kind of done a little bit of, you know, election meddling and, you know, fucking with our democracies. So it'd be nice to be able to speak to them on their own terms. That'd be nice. Both Canada and the U S have. So be nice to speak to them on their own terms. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> I, 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 I do not have a natural talent with languages, but I love languages. Same. I, I have no natural talent with language at all. My brain no worky like that. Um, so it's like, oh, me take test good. Duolingo useful. Me take test good. Click, 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 click. All the things just kind of fit into place. Very simply. But it's like, my I can't make my brain think that way. Like my brain does not process it correctly. I have to stop and think really hard about something to do a translation. It doesn't help that the Duolingo lesson for Spanish keeps changing. They keep changing their um the lesson plan every couple of months. So it like resets part of my progress. Shit, seriously, that would piss oh. me the fuck off. I'd oh, be yeah. like, well, it's like, fuck. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about colors this uh, in this uh we're gonna talk about how to how to communicate with colors and how to structure that into a sentence in this unit as like halfway through the unit they're like hey we've restructured our lesson plan and now this is no longer about colors it's about um talking about your job colors are <laughs> going to be like four units down and once you get to colors again we're going to stop and change it and we're going to change it back to something else the the spanish language <laughs> drive me so insane often. it's 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 very annoying you having fun with this whole uh whole conversation kevin uh, I don't really like language too much. That's fine. I if you had another French, language, but I don't remember much of it. I don't remember. I don't either. Well, that's the problem is that if you don't do immersion, you don't learn the language. Like that's just realistically, unless you're like a polyglot, if you don't immerse yourself in the language, you're never going to learn it. I don't know what a polyglot is either. Someone who speaks some... multiple languages and picks yeah. them up easily. Yeah, it's typically somebody that's got some sort of the way their brain processes language is very highly developed and they understand languages much easier than other people do. Yep. Um, it's like white guy goes to China and shocks the waitress. Those those fucking YouTube clickbait videos. That's polyglots usually. Yeah. White man confuses bodega store worker in her native language. <coughs> Which those are all exploitative quick bait pieces of bullshit, but um but there are polyglots out there that do speak two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight languages fluently, and then another half dozen conversationally. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and I'm not like that. I'm not like that. I struggle with English sometimes, let's be honest here. Um mm -hmm. So, but yeah, no, if you had a chance to, Kevin, if you, if you could learn another language, what language would you learn? Um, 
I think uh I don't know. Maybe Mandarin. Probably it's... helpful. That globally popular language. Yeah. It's just uh, it's very mm-hmm. useful in the area you're in. I mean, Mandy knows Cantonese, but Cantonese is like the lesser used. It's the lesser Chinese spoken language. One. Yeah. yeah. Helpful in Hong Kong. Because Cantonese but... is the one that's spoken in like Hong Kong. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of like when I, uh, when I was married to a Polish woman, knowing Polish, even if you know a full a few words in Polish, people really respect you because it's such a lesser used language in the world. It's also just just the fact that you are trying to speak their language to them. Yeah. Yeah. You and know, right? That that's what the French care about too, but people just call them assholes because you know people every just French... speak it them in English and expect them to respond. Dude, every time I tried to speak to a French person when I was taking French, because I took six years of French in school, every time I tried to speak to a French person in French, they were like, no. Yeah. English. (laughs) That that sums it up. It's like, if you are not absolutely 100% fluent on the level of a native native speaker, don't fucking talk to me in my language. Talk English. No, no, no. That is my experience. That is just my experience. That doesn't mean that that is how every interaction is going to be. It is all the experiences I've had as well. Yeah. Kevin sounds like he's talking from experience, though, himself as well. So it's yeah. Yeah, it's but I mean, sometimes you get someone who's nicer and they help correct your pronunciation. Well, yeah, absolutely. There are tons of really great people out there that want you to speak their language. It's like um, Japanese is another one that's really dumb because Japanese people, they, they, they're really excited that you're trying to speak Japanese, but they're like English. Uh-uh. English. Daijobu. Daijobu. Nihong. And they're like, yeah, you speak Japanese great. Let's talk English now. Because they don't. <laughs> and a lot of the Japanese people I've ever met are like, um, Oh yeah, no. Um, I want to learn English. I don't want you. I don't care that you're trying to learn Japanese. I want to learn English. So we're gonna talk in English now. Um, I had a friend that that was how they ha- that was how they communicated with one of their friends because he was um, uh, um, he was first generation. His friend was first generation Japanese, uh, and so he spoke Japanese at home, but his English was weaker because. Just his, because he spoke Japanese at home his entire life, his parents didn't put him into school until he was in the middle of elementary school. So his English was a little bit weaker. So the way they communicated was my friend would speak in Japanese to him and he would speak back in English to him. So they were having a conversation backwards from their native languages. <laughs> and that's how, that's how they both learned. That's how they both learned the languages. So, but. Yeah, the French people I've the all the French people I have met. Now this is this is a con this is an absolute condemnation of every French person that has ever lived and ever will live and does live right now. Um I am painting you all with the broadest No, I'm not. It there everybody is different. You're gonna run into nice people, you're gonna run into shitty people. But most of the interactions with the French people I have ever had were just like, no. English. <laughs> when you try to speak to them in French. Yeah. But it it is weird that people will sit there and just 
try to correct how you've said something because you've said it incorrectly and they rather do that than move on and you know serve you or whatever they're whatever's going on yeah it, it, the problem is in an earnest correction is useful mm-hmm. sure because if i i i if i say uh tu tienes uh, or or me tienes or me tengo in a situation where it's not the correct word where it's like oh no you should be using tango there instead of tienes or you should be using tiene instead of tienes mm-hmm. in this situation getting a a helpful correction is great but it's a pedantic correction is where the problem comes in when it's like ah no your accent should be right here but it doesn't change the meaning of the word if I have that accent. No, your accent needs to be here. Yeah. Kind of thing. No, there are absolutely words in Spanish where if you use an accent differently, um, it's bad. Año and años. Um, año means year, because that has an accent above the N. Ano means butthole. Right. Anus. So, yes, the, the accents matter in some cases, but there are also other cases where the accent absolutely does not matter at all. Yeah. But, yeah, getting an earnest correction would be nice. That is great. Getting a shitty correction is bad. Neff. Yeah? What have you been doing the last couple of weeks? Oh, God. Um, We're back to that now, yeah. Played some... I've been playing some Baldur's Gate on my own. I had to restart mine. Um... I don't you know what I like yourself, right? Yeah, I don't know what I did, but I got into a spot in the Underdark where I literally couldn't go forward or backwards without getting completely killed off. No matter how many times I like tried doing something different, I was in a bad place. And so I just got to the point where I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to beat my head on the wall anymore. And I'm just going to start the game over. What? Did you ever try just fast traveling out of that area? Yeah, it because of what I was in the middle of doing, I that wasn't an option. That's fair. Go ahead, continue. Um, and then we've got the game that we've got going with Stone. We mm-hmm. played some of that last weekend, so that was fun. And he won't be here this weekend. We won't get to play this weekend. Um, okay. he's he's off watching the big footy ball game. Um, and then we've got a game going with you, me, and LB where we have... Everybody's <laughs> just dead so far. <laughs> so many dead. Yes, so everybody's many. dead. Um, of, it's going to be... The ooh, the end of the game is going to be real fun in that one. <laughs> the end of the game is going to be... It's going to be a thing. Did you guys actually um, make progress? Because I actually watched you one time and it's it was just so slow going. It's slow. I know. It is. Wait, which which one though, Kev? The one with stone oh, or the one with stone? The one with stone. We're we're starting to make progress in the one with stone. We're we're further we're further along. But so also stone hasn't played before, right? So like we're he, well, he's sitting there like, oh yeah, no, 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 just skip all the cutscenes. And I'm like, Kevin, shut the fuck up. We're gonna watch the cutscene. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> um. Played some Dwarf Romantic, which I'm still really enjoying for, like, just very zen. Don't want to really have to think. Just do. (laughs) Um, 
did some Fortnite last week because I needed to get caught up on my weekly quests and been watching a show through I think you guys would have it through Hulu, but it's on Disney Plus for us. Um it's called Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. With I've, Steve I'm Martin and please. Martin Short. Yep. Yeah, I just I just finished and, it. Um, I really like the show. Yep. Uh Selena Gomez, Martin Short, um Steve Martin. Uh, uh, Steve Martin, and during the first season, you've also got Nathan Lane. Yeah. Um, oh God, there's somebody else. There's a couple a of the people. Alert. No, Nathan Lane. No. Nathan Lane is an established character at the very beginning of the first season. Um, so Meryl, Meryl Streep's in the third season. Meryl Streep's in the third season. Yep. Um, um, second season Paul is Paul Rudd's in it somewhere. Um, yeah, Paul Rudd's Cara in it. Evangeline is in the second yeah, season. She's in it. Um, who's the one she was the I can't think of her name. It's Sue something. Um, or maybe that was the name of her character on Glee. She was the gym. She was the cheerleading coach. Oh, on Glee. Jane Lynch. Thank Jane you. Lynch. I was like, I cannot think of her name. Like I get I get a hundred percent picture her so and I really enjoy Saz. her. Saz. The name that the character the name that Jane Lynch's character is is Saz. No, but I think her I think her character's name in Glee might have been Sue. I think that might be where I'm getting Sue from. But like I really enjoy her. She's she's super funny. So she's she's been in she showed up in the second season and yeah, has been Jane off off and on. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, like the cameos and stuff are impressive, but the 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 show Sting. in general, it what Sting? Oh yes, Sting. <laughs> I forgot that one. Yes, Sting and, um, <laughs> like, oh God, uh, Amy Schumer and Sting. Amy Schumer, both show yeah. Up. yeah. Um, but yeah, like I just the show in general is just so enjoyable. Like it's just fun. Yeah. I, I and mean, every Perry, time I every time I thought I knew where it was going, I was like, the fuck just happened? What? Perry and I watched that when it came out initially. Like its first episode came out. And we were like, yeah, let's sit down and watch it. It's like, ah, oh, this is an hour-long sort of comedy drama thing. And it's just like, ah, oh, it's so fucking long. So long to sit here for an hour and watch TV. Yeah. I don't know. So we, we shelved it for a couple of weeks and then we came back and it's just like, all right, fine. And it's, it's quickly become one of her favorite shows to watch. She, yeah. She, she I enjoys it. really, um, really liked it. Season four is supposed to come out this summer. Yes, correct. Um, but yet I just found it so amusing. Like it's just, uh-huh. and, and just the way they've done certain things like that one episode that was done around, um, it was done from the point of the view of the death deaf character mm-hmm. in the first season and there was literally like no sound for yep. like almost the whole episode it was almost completely silent yep and honestly i think i was probably like two-thirds into the episode before i realized that it was completely silent and then i was like shit this is brilliant yep. like it it's just so well done <laughs> and then oh, i yeah, mean no, plus plus you know like steve martin and martin short <laughs> antics <laughs> fucking love those two so oh no they've done a fantastic job with the show i've been very yeah. pleased with it um it's also one of their best performing shows period it's like only murders is i think their best performing show period on uh, on hulu, hulu. Yeah. it's a hulu original so it is a, well, it is actually yeah, yeah see so for me we don't have hulu so it's just part of my disney plus right so i'm yeah. watching it through that's why i was like i think it's well, hulu probably for you why, guys i'm not probably sure. why it took you so long to get to it because it was a hulu exclusive originally 
when it oh, first no. launched. I've, I've had it on my list for ages and ages. It's just I kept like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Because you know how I am with a lot of shows. I'll put them on my watch list. And then half the time Spawn's like, I want to watch it too. So then it doesn't get watched for ages because he wants to watch it too. But he never wants to actually fucking watch anything. <laughs> Like, so I finally was just like, look, I'm like, I, I just said to him, I was like, unless there's certain shows that you like pipe up that like you're actually going to start watching with me, I'm going to start going through this back catalog because it's getting it's, fucking it's getting, long. It's getting <laughs> like, chunky. Yeah. I'm like, it needs to, I need to cut it down, dude. So I've, I finished that one and then I started, um, Murder House, American Horror Story season one. Uh, yeah, which I'm big. what the fuck? I don't really like. It's the so American confusing. <laughs> I don't really like any of the American horror story shows. So I've I never have, gotten into them. I have a friend from work who she's she's very into it, and so I got her into Only Murders, and in return said that I would give this a try, and so she finds it hilarious because I will text her in the middle of the episodes and be like, "What <laughs> the fuck?" <laughs> I'll wait for the next episode. <laughs> like, because as I'm starting to connect dots of what's going on in the season, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? what? Uh, the sad thing is, is that we're actually moving away from the golden age of television, and that's making me very sad because all these streamers are starting to cancel shows. They're starting to consolidate more. We're going to be moving away from that sort of golden age. So, yeah, it's like I'm sitting here thinking about, oh, yeah, no, fucking only murders. Fantastic probably won't get another crack at this in the future anything similar to this in the future no um it's like yeah i just i've kind of been thinking about that recently it's just like oh yeah we're we're almost definitely moving away from the golden age of streaming because of all the price increases and everything that's been going on lately yeah yeah have any but... thoughts yeah i i think so and things are getting too decentralized anyway there's like too many services and there's too much shit to watch and it's across like 18 different channels and just don't like have a good idea of what to watch and where where's the good content anymore well there's too much dreck there's so much dreck in between the good stuff yeah and then you think oh well then there's also oh i'm missing out on everything that's being aired on bbc for the most part right now you know it's like there's ton of great bbc programs that are on right now that i'm missing out on so it's like okay well what am i missing then uh it's like well i could have been watching luther when luther first came out luther is a fantastic series if you've never seen luther luther, luther was idris el was an idris elba uh helmed uh crime drama it was fantastic oh, absolutely okay. fantastic i strongly suggest going and watching because this is i think luther was post the wire for him was after his time on The Wire. Okay. Yeah. Um, fantastic show. Great show. Loved it. But I never would have known about that show ever if I wasn't, like, kind of keyed into some of the BBC stuff. Right. Yeah. Wake up, Kevin. It's not nap time. Crash bringing up the the wonderful point of uh, the wonderful let's get into fuck capitalism moment of the episode. Uh, decentralization <laughs> should bring prices down according to the basic principles of, cap of capitalism, but it doesn't because capitalism. Us like, have a fuck capitalism moment? Never. <laughs> and the problem is the problem is it's not that we're it's not that decentralization should lead to 
it's not that things are becoming more decentralized. It's that they are becoming more centralized, and those centralized powers have more sway over how much you are being charged for something. There are fewer and fewer streaming outfits out there. Uh, but I will tell you the best streaming outfit that I know of, which is Dropout TV. I am not sponsored in any way by Dropout TV, but if you've never watched any of their content, go ahead and do so. I have no idea what that is. Um, they do Dimension 20, uh, which is a uh, tabletop RPG live play starring oh, Brennan Lee Mulligan. With Brennan, uh, yeah, origi okay. Originated by Brennan Lee Mulligan. They also do Game Changer, which is a show hosted by the CEO and owner of the network, uh, Sam Reich. Um, yeah, as, as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, now I 100% know what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's cheap. I I I like Dropout TV. I like all the stuff they do. So I always I always strongly recommend them when I can. Um, but yeah, uh, everything is becoming more and more centralized. Like you're, you're seeing, the FTC is toothless. <laughs> the FTC is absolutely fucking toothless. They allowed Microsoft Activision to go through. They never should have done that. Um, all these other mergers that are happening right now, too. So it's kind of a problem, but the more mergers that happen, the more the less control you're going to have over your costs. Amazon will probably just get out of the streaming. Um, Amazon will probably just get out of streaming at some point soon enough. They will sell their catalog and get out of streaming more than likely. It is a loss leader for them. It is a prestige TV thing only. They have done really great, weird series. Um, Outer Ranges was good, but it was is Josh Brolin. It was a very low, like not a lot of people knew about that show when it came out. Outer Ranges was good. I didn't mind it. I liked it. Um, I don't hate Josh Brolin. Um, Tales from the Loop, fantastic. I turned stone onto that, and he was like, what the fuck? This is great. One season. Never going to see another one of it. It's probably cost him too much money to make another one, if I had to guess. Sorry, what was that? Which show? Tales from the Loop. T-A-L-E-S from the Loop, L-O-O-P. It's an anthology, sort of an anthology series with a loose storyline that it follows throughout the, throughout the okay. show. Um, it is a wild-ass sci-fi thing. It is fantastic. I loved it. I want a second season. I don't think we're ever going to get a second season um, because the first season dropped right... They finished recording right before COVID started, and they finished post-production after COVID had started. So I doubt we're going to get another season of it anytime after soon. That much, after this much of a delay, yeah, probably not, unfortunately. Oh. Well, okay, so the thing is, because it's an anthology-type series, it doesn't really require oh, them to yeah, bring back could. the yeah. same actors. Yeah, that's true, um, that's true. And the the storyline they were telling in the first series, it's done. It's good. They, they, they wrapped that story up as well as they possibly could have. Um... Uh, the art book did uh, for Tales from the Loop. If you're talking about Tales from the Loop crash, yes. Uh, the art book came first because Tales from the Loop is basically was storyboarded by a Norwegian or Swedish artist who just made these wild ass. It's like, oh, hey, this is like the rotting elements of technology of some futuristic technology that exists in like 1960s Americana. It's like kids walking through a field while robots patrol through as scarecrows or are harvesting grain. 
it was a wild series. I love his artwork. I would love to get my hands on a piece of his work uh, because they are absolutely fantastic. They're just so dissonant to look at because it's like this sort of like pastoral rule piece. And it's like, oh, no, there's there's a two legged chicken walker mech moving through the background. It's, I loved his artwork. Um, and yeah, so that was what they used essentially as the storyboards and the idea points for Tales from the Loop. Uh, the TTRPG came after the show, I believe. My brother bought me his book, and he just he sells a bunch of his artwork online. I have oh, yeah. He does. He absolutely does. I've seen his stuff. I'm just like, I don't have the time or the money to buy anything it's not right now. It's expensive. It's just like, no, it's um, not. Like his litho work, his, the, his yeah. reproduction work is not expensive at all. It is not expensive at all. Um, but yeah, no, it's really just wild. I love his artwork. Um, and yeah. That, that is what gave us Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop is a fantastic series. We probably won't see another one. Because they're spending all their money fucking doing Rings of Power and the Wheel of Time. Mm. You know, Wheel of Time, that book I mentioned earlier, where it spends like 20 pages talking about mealworms and flour and how Naeve tugs on her braid in frustration. And how, you know, Robert Jordan really doesn't like women. Hmm. Wheel of Time has a very has, has kind of a bit of a deep misogyny issue because um, mm-hmm. Robert Jordan had a bit of a deep misogyny issue um, I I watched part of Rings uh, not Rings of Power I watched part of uh, Wheel of Time and I was like eh it's, it's okay it's Wheel of Time you're not going to make Wheel of Time interesting to me even though the setting is fucking Buck wild and insane, and I think it's crazy and it's really interesting. You're not going to interest me in Wheel of Time, I think. And you're also not going to find a way to tell that entire story <laughs> before you cancel the show. Hmm. So I, I do honestly think, though, that um, I think Rings of Power is interesting. I think it's exploring a time frame that is not well traveled in Tolkien. Um, I have not watched it. I'm not really all that interested in it, but it's not for me. Not what I wanted. It might be it probably for somebody else. Totally fine. So, um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, do we have any feedback? No. Uh, Kevin, you got some countries there for us? Yeah. There's countries that listen to the show. U.S., Germany, Canada, South Africa, Myanmar. Which I Myanmar. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely no. left okay. field. We, it's left field. I don't from think... anywhere. Oh, you can listen from anywhere. I just don't think we've ever had Myanmar on the list. Nope, it's never no. been on the list. <laughs> That's another one for your list, Kevin. <laughs> yep. We're just trying to catch all countries across the globe. <laughs> we should have one of those little posters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need one in your background right behind your desk. Yeah, exactly. And then I can. It's like, oh, we have a new one this week. I can pin it. Pin. Yeah. Put a pin in that bitch. Um, we've been talking for like two hours now. So, um, have we really? Let- um, I think it's been an hour and a half, uh, over an hour and a half at this point. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, it's an hour and 55 minutes currently showing. Sure. Uh, but no, I'd like to talk about a little some of the stuff we've got in here. Sure. Uh, talking about some of the stuff, I'd like to yeah, mention it. Um, I don't really give, like, that first one you've got in there, Kevin, like, <coughs> worth talking about for a minute. I just muted the wrong thing. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Disney buys $1.5 billion stake in Epic Games to create expanded universe within Fortnite. Expansive. Expansive universe. So this is an article that comes from IGN that was posted on February 7th. Um, yeah, they're investing a ton of money. And it would create like different worlds that are connected somehow i don't know like in fortnite i'm assuming like uh metaverse type stuff where you could yeah. basically i'm assuming that there's like some sort of a you know i i don't know like maybe games or maybe like a theme park i don't know but there this is going to be a multi-year project they're obviously investing tons of money in this and you know they're looking at disney marvel um star wars you know all the properties that they have now so it sounds interesting if it's done correctly but you know i don't like the fact that disney is dumping this much money because i was like oh i gotta go invest in them because this is gonna obviously blow up or something and you know epic is owned by tencent (laughs) and this is like you know majority owned by Tencent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Well, Sweeney, I think, owns the majority of the company. I think he owns like 51%. But Tencent is like a controlling interest. It's got like 30 to 40%, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like all kinds (laughs) of shady and weird. And yeah, I, I don't know. But if it turns out like to be like fun, interesting things to do inside of Fortnite in some sort of a... So... What they're talking about is being like Lego Fortnite or Fortnite Festival or that kind of thing where it's sort of like it's within the same sort of launcher and the same universe. But it's like sort of a discrete piece of it. Uh, What it's really going to do is just bring a bunch of Marvel, more Marvel shit into Fortnite, realistically, to sell more skins. I mean, it's it's what they cited was that 15.3 million concurrent players came in when they did events like Marvel Nexus war with Galactus. So I don't know what that was, what event that was, but like, they're just looking to cash in really. My question is how much does that $1.5 billion stake give Disney of Epic? I want to know what the percentage stake is. That is, I want to know what the percentage stake that is at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they all control or not. But yeah, you know, I, 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 I doubt it's going to be it's going to be less than 10 percent. But I know that there's been a lot of shady shit with Tencent in the past in terms of like, how are they using our private information and things like that? Oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about is like being plugged into like Disney is now being plugged into that and how much shit is going to be. Well, I guess you're going to have to guess you're going to have to abandon Disney completely. Yeah, no, <laughs> that ain't gonna good happen. luck with that, Kevin. Yeah. Well, now when you go to Disney Gav, they actually take mm-hmm. your picture when you walk in, like, or else wow. they don't let you in the park. They already fucking take your picture a million times with high resolution cameras all through the fucking park. 
The whole Wait. fucking every fucking Disney park is wall to wall cameras. Yeah. Why did they take your picture before you walk into the park? I mean, I'm sure they're checking you against validation. databases. I'm sure they're, you know, checking like well, they're also they're also identify you in the park mm-hmm. with the cameras taking it as a biometric identification of you at that very moment. So while you were in the park, you were going to look like that, which right. will make identifying you through biometrics much faster. Right. Valid. Faster for the algorithms. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have, you have no privacy when you go to Disney parks. Like, forget oh god, that. no, absolutely not. You, there's zero privacy. They they will read any unsecured thing you have. Okay, given the opportunity, if it's legal, they will read it. Yeah, including like pretty invasive bag checks, and like mm-hmm. they made me open my um camera cases. They're like, oh yeah. Like in they opened my bag and then they opened up my camera or my not my camera case, my um my eyeglass case. They're like, what's inside that? And I was like, eyeglasses. Glasses. And then my glasses. Show them. It's crazy. What am I gonna do without my glasses? I had a whole thing of pills though. They didn't even touch that. Like I have this little pill case. Okay, so so that's like actual medicine. (laughs) They didn't even care. That is more complicated because like drugs and things like that they don't want to fuck with you mean if it was like a medical like if it was a legit like a medical, medical reason yeah, like yeah. a legit medical thing yeah um crash brings up the uh the algorithm breaking face paint which is a thing okay if you're um, worried about privacy you shouldn't even be going to disney and you shouldn't be going anywhere at yeah. this point in time. You're not going anywhere. Um, there's actually um, ultraviolet reflective paints and IR reflective paints that baffle AI algorithms and algorithmic uh, scanners. They're wild as hell and fantastic. They're absolutely cool as hell um, because they're invisible. They're, you, don't, you cannot see them because they are in the IR or the UV spectrum. Yep, I was gonna. I knew it was gonna be under ten percent because ten percent is a controlling interest. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be ten percent. Thank you very much. Elby's pointed out that the Reuters has reported that that one point five billion dollar buy in from Disney for Epic represents nine percent of a controlling nine percent of an interest. So they will be, I think, the third largest investor uh, behind Epic in Epic behind Tencent and uh, the privately held shares. That is um, pretty fucking ridiculous. Well, it's it's Disney. They have the money to splash out. Like, given the opportunity, Disney could just fucking build an island off the coast of the U.S. where they can have blackjack and hookers and have their own theme park and then just say, fuck the theme park. That's a second one for that reference in this episode. Just 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 let you know there. I was just going to say nice callback. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like Disney, Disney, Disney is the definition of fuck everyone money. Okay. Disney has a larger, their profits are larger than a lot of countries' GDPs. And not just like little countries, like big country GDPs. Marvel makes a, Marvel prints their own money. DC, DC, Disney and Marvel print money. They don't care. 
So it's it's wild as hell. Um, so yeah, that's that's wild that Disney bought a nine percent <laughs> stake in Epic. I would not be surprised if they don't try to go higher on their stake at some point, uh, especially with all the stuff going on with Tencent. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to. I don't think they would buy out Tencent's stake, but I think they would possibly buy a portion of Tencent's stake to take some of the heat off of Tencent. Hmm. I would not yeah. be surprised if something like that happened. Yeah, I don't know. But then you start getting into the antitrust stuff and, you know, more everything. God, fucking nightmare. We live in a society, Kevin. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not going there. Anyway, <laughs> that was one of the news stories. There was another news story about ch- drastic changes they're making to Overwatch uh, 2 Season 9 including changes to projectiles, um, increasing health pools, different role passives to make team fights last longer, and then different bonuses to, like, different types. Because I know that, like, when I stopped playing, there was a big meta around, like, only picking tanks and healers. And now, like... If you're a DPS, when you damage someone, it will reduce that that target's healing received by twenty percent. Well, so, like, so it they give you different bonuses based on your role to like help. So ranked was two tanks, two healers, two DPS. <laughs> Back in Overwatch, what? <laughs> Pardon me. Overwatch two is one tank, two healers, and two um two DPS. Interesting. Uh, because that, that's the role lock. You are locked into a role. You have to play. You pick DPS, you pick a DPS. Like, you get queued as a DPS, uh, you pick a DPS. Okay. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's interesting that they're trying to make some pretty drastic changes to affect how the game plays, but... Too little I guess too we'll, fucking late. Yeah. A lot of people... Yeah, I mean, even with the drastic changes, a lot of people probably won't even try it. But it might be worth trying. I don't know. They're also doing 10 placement matches per role. So, yeah, supposedly says you'll have to really, like... Grind it out. Yeah, exactly. So, and then they're making changes to how you... Or ranked fundamental changes to the mechanics... Ranked experience. Ranked play. Yeah. Yeah, so if you were favored to win and and won, then you don't get as much as if you were not favored to win and won. Things like that. So that's that's them attempting to balance skill-based matchmaking, which is funny because I'm pretty certain they don't have skill-based matchmaking. They have ELO matchmaking. So it's it's bands that you um get uh, matched into rather than uh against a specific numerical value. It's like there's a band that you're in. But I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember exactly how their thing goes. Um it's garbage, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's be honest, do you care? <laughs> I absolutely don't. No, not in the fucking slightest. Um so the news story we've got right here is that Microsoft is lay, lays off nineteen hundred uh employees primarily within uh activision blizzard which it looks like about 900 of those 1900 were direct members of activision blizzard 
Um, and the other remaining thousand were employees within the Xbox divisions. Uh, Microsoft has said that that was because of redundancies in roles. The FTC is really not happy with them because the FTC, the agreement that they made with the FTC pretty clearly calls out, hey, you're not allowed to get rid of anybody for like a year after this happens. Like you can't redundantize, make the roles redundant. Oh yeah, you've got redundant roles. You don't get to get rid of them. As a term of the agreement. Because okay. I'm, ass I'm assuming because like to give them ample time to figure out what is actually redundant versus what isn't. Well, is no. Okay. So the problem the was, the, huh, no, actually even worse. Microsoft sold the Activision merger as Activision Blizzard would be a vertically integrated in semi-independent entity. Mm -hmm. So rather than being horizontally integrated where everything meshes up my blizzard team becomes my microsoft team my microsoft team right, because right. my blizzard team it's vertical integration so microsoft activision they stay two separate their own unit yeah two separate units yes mm -hmm. so in a vertical integration there's no such thing as a redundant person right because there, there is own. no redundancy because yeah. it is their own independent entity Mm -hmm. that's why the FTC is kind of mad about this. I see. PC, not CC crash. Um, so that's, that's why the FTC is not happy about this so far. Um, and they are possibly exploring attempting to reverse the deal, which is something they absolutely can do. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's quite a few people to just get rid of after. That's a lot of redundancies. Yeah, and that's kind of that's one of the problems that people are having with it is because it is such a it was a large amount of people that were let go. Um, and I mean, we've gotten reports of all sorts of other shenanigans and shit getting ready to. Um getting a drop with them. Um, I think we heard some at one point of that... some more like what? Almost a thousand more layoffs. Yeah. Uh, some more folks, but I think that one actually turned out to be uh, because the of one how that already Warn... happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because of how worn notices are go out. There's a, that was like a Twitter bot that was scraping worn notices and it just, because of how the worn notice was structured, oh. um, it thought it was a new set of layoffs, which it was oh. not as far as we are aware. Um, but there's, there's a, there's possibility that there will be more, uh, layoffs. Uh, we don't know, um, who fucking knows, uh, what's going on. Um, there is also the whole fucking rigmarole with Microsoft potentially getting rid of hardware, but then, uh, Spencer has publicly stated or privately stated to Microsoft employees that they will continue to be making hardware. So who fucking knows? Um, I thought it was exclusivity that they were considering getting rid of. Possibly, but why would you make hardware if you're not doing exclusives? Mm. Why sell hard? Why, why, why put all of the effort into making hardware? Because and... your hardware is better. You've lost three console generations in a row. You've not won a console generation since the Xbox 360. 
why continue spending all of that money and losing Dude. all of that money to make hardware when you could just sell your games to everybody on every platform? I Do you know why? Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's always going to be people who don't want to build their computer. Okay, then why, they not, just just, want, why like, not just basically a micro they just want a microsoft device or you know why why wouldn't i just let playstation and sony take all that risk for hardware why wouldn't i do that why would i take the risk of building out hardware and then losing money hand over fist because i developed this hardware that nobody wants to buy i apologize for interrupting you by the way i mean no it's um i I think people will continue like people like, look, you can build a computer probably way better than an Xbox, but people still buy Xboxes because it's just like they just want to plug it in and play a game. You know, I think it's yes. just the ease of use. Sometimes it's easy use, but it's all sorts of other stuff. Um, it could be ease of use. It could be that they don't have uh, a reliable they don't have something. Uh, they don't have enough space to house a computer separately from a, a a standalone desktop computer from a TV. So having a console is the best course of action because they can just integrate that with their TV. It could be any number of things. Or you don't want your but kid why, on your computer. Exactly. Why would I want to spend hundreds of millions of dollars developing hardware that nobody buys comparative to my competitors my direct competitor which is the uh playstation and my sort of competitor the switch Hmm. why would i want to do that why in the world would i want to do that when i know playstation sony is going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars developing the next ps5 and brand loyalty and exclusives are going to bring people to that and i have tried two generations in a row for over 10 years to make brand exclusives make brand exclusives and things that drive people to my content my console and it's not worked why would i spend hundreds of million dollars to do that when i know my competitor will do it just as just as well or better than i will and i can save all that money and just publish my games on their platform why would I do that? Like from a business standpoint, why would I do that? Hmm. I don't know. I think they've done it out of pride. And I think that they know that like their games aren't as good. <laughs> like like I don't think their games are nearly as good. If they got rid of their Xbox, I don't think the games alone could stand on their own. I strongly disagree. Um, especially with our acquisition of, well, no, especially with our active acquisition of Activision Blizzard, uh, which they now own Call of Duty and they're going to publish Call of Duty on every fucking platform. It doesn't matter. All right. What do you say though? They've already, they've experimented with, uh, controller support for wow. Okay. Wow. On PS five. Engine upgrade. Wow. On PS five. What do you say then? I don't know. Okay, they make WoW a a Xbox Xbox exclusive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not enough people to fucking bother. But if they make it a PlayStation multi-plat, you go, oh hey, you can play a PC, you can play WoW, a new generation, you can play WoW on your PC, your Xbox, your Switch, or your um, pardon me, or your PS Five. 
How much money do you make there? A lot. The PC right. market is still small comparative to the console market. Right. So, yeah, your best bet is to publish on as many platforms as possible and you will make money hand over fist. I mean, it, it does it give them an opportunity to sell more um, game passes? Because I think yeah, that's, that's what that's it is, thing. right? No, that's absolutely the thing. It's they want to sell more shit to you. They want to profit off of their live service model. No, specifically, yeah, specifically they want to get you into a recurring payment model is what they want. Well, uh, yeah, yes, but battle passes make so much battle passes make money hand over fist. Almost mm. almost invariably battle pass will make money hand over fist. Yep. But, like, it's, it's fucking, that's just how you make money in, with, with the way they do things, with the way these, these companies do things now, with the way the live service model works, that's how you make money. Mm -hmm. All right? A, a monthly subscription is great, perfect. But guess what? A battle pass is out for two months, three months, four months, whatever. You don't develop any new content for that battle pass. You you are sailing free and clear for four months on your mm. battle pass content. Mm. Oh oh look I huh, I made the joke when we were talking about the the merger and how the new Activision president is going to be from the Call of Duty is going to be uh, uh, one of the creative without well, creative forces one of the one of the suits behind Call of Duty. Mm. I joked Look about who was Black, right. <laughs> I joked about Black Cell Anduin. You did. How Black far off do you think that is? Huh? Not far. It's not far. No, away. it's not going to be far off. It gives them an opportunity to broaden their 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 pool of things that they can sell, it, and that's they, what they want to do. Guess what? On Heroes of the Storm, they reskinned the existing like skins that they have for like the mm -hmm. Lunar New Year event and put out new ones to buy oh, for yeah. money. For money. Yeah. For a game that yeah. doesn't even have development. Yep. Game is on pure maintenance mode. Yep. Yep. Somehow there's new microtransactions in a game that isn't even being supported. Somehow this game that shut down over a year ago and has been on life, it was on life support for two years before that, that released in 2016 yeah. is still full priced on its cosmetics. <laughs> Yeah. Somehow, exactly. this almost decade-old game that has not received active live development in multiple years, besides quality of life and bug fixes, has full-priced cosmetics. You know what I can't wait what for? What the fuck? Is, is, you know, the World of Warcraft PvP skin that makes other people feel like that person's cheating and they have to nerf the skin because... They spent $35 on it or something. Uh, improved invisibility. Uh, a, 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 I think that gives you an improved invisibility, so it's even harder to detect somebody that's moving around you. you uh, it yeah. turns off the sound effect when you go invisible, when, you, when you're invisible and you're somebody. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I just like, oh, guys, we forgot to put that sound effect back in. Sorry. Whoopsies. Yeah, and then it you're going to make Stone jealous because he can't, you know, for the $50 dragon mount that it, you can only get. Through it's a, it's the, a simple reskin of something triple, else. Yeah. The, the, 
the platinum tier battle pass that you need to buy mm-hmm. in order to get it. That's only available, and that battle pass is only available for the duration of the battle pass. It's never going to be available again. And yeah, they have to. They mentioned specifically that they that this specific map will never be back ever again. Only if you buy a happy meal from McDonald's for one mm-hmm. week from you know a specific McDonald's in Toronto. One specific McDonald's in Akron, Ohio. Right. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, you forgot the region locked. Um, fast food events that they do with call of duty and yeah. to tie that yeah into... hey, hey good luck fighting a jollibee <laughs> good luck motherfucker we have a jollibee actually <laughs> i the jollibee actually has been expanding into the u.s but it's like 10 years ago good luck fighting a jollibee you want your in and a jollibee uh, it's a fried chicken place right if i remember yeah, correctly it's a fried chicken place yeah it's like it's fried ch- uh, from Indonesia? thailand yeah it's, it's indonesia or thai or something like that i can't remember southeast asian somewhere yeah sure <laughs> never heard of it yep yeah about well, your canadian so i don't expect you to have heard of it you yeah. uncultured people who eat gravy on french fries brown gravy brown gravy yeah. on french fries why are, yep. what the why fuck? isn't there more southeast asian immigrants in nova scotia do you, i don't do you know the answer to that we have a very large Asian population they, in Nova Scotia, Kevin. Nova Scotia actually does have a pretty significant <laughs> uh, Asian and Southeast Asian uh, population, Oceania. It's really weird. Why? But because a lot of international students come here. We have a couple of really big universities that take a lot of international students. Mm-hmm. And most of those international students are from Asian countries. Well, there you go. Interesting. <clears throat> Well, you can only get the Anduin scan at In and Out on a specific day, only if it's a full moon. Um, and you can only get it at the Oakland location. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being an asshole about it. <laughs> yes, yes, I yeah. am. Just imagine, thug imagine Anduin a little skin. Piece- uh, no, you get like no, the I'm giant saying, gold imagine, chain. Imagine like those pasty honkies. Going to Oakland to one specific in and out to get an Anduin skin. Just imagine no, that. This, this is turning into like that scene from Die Hard that makes me uncomfortable. The scene from You're Die making, Hard? He's talking him. about Die Hard 2, and he's talking about Bruce Willis's character, John McClane, wearing the clapboard sign walking through Harlem, is what Kevin is talking about right now. And that is Die Hard 2, sir, mm-hmm. not Die Hard. Oh. Is that with a vengeance? I, I think that might have been the tagline for it. I don't know. I've only seen the first one now. Uh, the second one was actually good too. I didn't hate the second one. Uh, Sam Jackson anyway. uh, does a great job in it. Um, it is three. Okay, uh, or was, it would, but never mind. I'm not even going to continue this conversation with LB. He's working and he doesn't need to be texting uh, into yeah. Twitch chat with us. I don't need LB on Wikipedia while he's working. I don't think yeah. anyone there does either. Um, so the Xbox, the Microsoft layouts are part layoffs are part of a larger industry wide problem that is going on right now. Um, tech companies and game companies, especially overhired during the beginning of the pandemic and through the, the beginning stages of the first couple of years of the pandemic. Um, and now they are realizing that they can't sustain these levels that they have hired on for, and they are starting to fire people and they are laying people off. Um, 
massive quantities, large, very large numbers of people. Um, uh, people can fly, I think, just fired, just laid off like half of their workforce. Uh, who is in the airport? You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, people can fly, just laid off some folks. Um, the Hidden Path, I think, or somebody else. A lot of companies are laying off folks right now, and it is very scary. Um, I don't know if the industry will ever truly be able to get enough people back into it because they are really scaring off a lot of folks right now. And Kevin, that hat looks so dumb over those headphones. Good. Okay, just just wanted to let you know that, my guy. Just, 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 um, just, yeah. Hey, take the headphones <laughs> off, put the hat on, and put the headphones on. No way. This is like, this is funner. It's been two and a half hours, guys, by the way. I do need to get some lunch soon. Absolutely not. Not allowed. But yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with the world of gaming and uh, with terminations and layoffs and everything else. It is a very scary time, and I wish all the best for everybody that might be affected. Um, yes. Good luck and Godspeed. You're going to need it. Um, but I know everybody will bounce back and get through it at the end of the day. I hope we end up with some really like cool, awesome, Indies. smaller studios that not yeah. even an indie, like maybe even a little bigger than an indie with like some people. Think really LA studios, B grade studios. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind it seeing out it of the park. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing it. Best of luck to them all. Um, uh, final thoughts, Kevin. My final thoughts are, um, you know, support your indie dev studios and, you know, even if, and it, it's a good time right now because it's next fest. Is it still next fest? Yes, sir. Next yeah. fest until Monday. Yeah. So check that was out one of the some, other stories I was going to talk about today, but check out some indie uh, games. There's tons of small games on uh, Next Fest right now. Um, almost all of them have demos, so go see something interesting. Yep, Kevin says support your indie studios. Uh, Neff, final thought? Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, final thought is um, I hope that as I've said before, I hope that this these move these shifts that are happening in the industry don't harm too many people uh, in the long term. And I hope that um, the FTC grows a spine and starts cracking down on uh, anti-competitive practices and monopolies. Uh, that's going to be your show for this week, folks. To chat with us, uh, you can meet us on our Discord server. You can get a link to that uh, from our website, uh, along with links to from today's show and for all of our show notes, uh, coasttocosteu.com. Uh, send emails to feedback at coasttocosteu.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us live every other Saturday when we record and stream the show here on twitch.tv slash ctceu, ctceu. Shoot us review SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, however else it is that... Uh, you uh, painfully drill these words deep into your uh, ear holes. Um, say support your indies and unions, boys and girls. Support indies and unions. What you said? What the fuck was that, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what the absolute fuck was that? I'm about to choke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a tickle in my throat and I'm out of water. Fucking end the show. We're done. Hey, bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. See you later, everyone. <laughs>